¿Qué lo que? ¿Qué lo que, mi gente? ¿Cómo están? ¿Cómo están? We're here again here for another episode of your Dominican podcast, ¿Qué lo que? Where we really sit down and spotlight all the folks who are doing great things for and with our community. Um, I'm here, as always, with my ever-so-charming uh, uh, guest, well, my ever-so-charming co-host, Venecia Fernandez, lovely. Venecia, uh, Venus, mira, ¿qué lo que es? Aquí luchamos como todo el mundo, tú sabes. I am so excited today. I, I can't even begin to tell you. Mira, tell I tell you? What are you excited about? I am so excited to say that we have another Dominican running in politics. And I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, I've heard of her name. She's a good community activist. She's doing a lot of stuff. But I really didn't know. And I was like, And and when I talked to her, I must say, she was like, I want to be on your show. And I was like, oh, let's make it happen. So I want to tell everybody, for, we have Gabriela de Jesus, Gabby. She is running for House District uh, 116. Gabby, get okay. Get okay. Thank you guys for having me here today. Um I am running for District 116, uh, that in Florida state, in the state of Florida, sorry, and it's, uh, Doral, Fountain Blue, uh, Westchester, Olympia Heights, Kendall, and Sunset. Those are the areas that are in the district. Well, Gabby, I'm so excited to have you here. I, I, you know, I want to talk to you about a, a few little things, and one of them, You know, I, like I said, I, we, I've heard about you doing a lot of community activity, but I didn't know that you were in Dominicana. Explícame, dímelo. I mean, tell me your story. Well, uh, I was born in Puerto Rico. My dad's Puerto Rican, but my mom's Dominican. So when I was uh, two years old, my mom decided to move back to Dominican Republic. And um, from there, I, I grew up in the island until I was 16, uh, 18. And from from Dominican Republic, after graduating, I decided to go to New York trying to figure out my identity. Uh, I had heard that the Dominicans and the Puerto Ricans lived in New York. So I, had to, I was on a mission to figure out who I was. And and growing up, my cousins would always make fun of me and my family every time I would go to Puerto Rico. Siempre me decían, hey, llegó Mangu Barça, aquí Mangu Barça, llegó. Siempre se la. And then we would go back to the Dominican Republic. And my family, they would be like, ah, llegó la puertorriqueña, la boricua, la americana. There was always that rivalry. I don't, I don't get it because we're all Caribeños and, and every culture is special and unique. But, um, growing up like that kind of made me question like who I was. And then I discovered that I'm a human, you know, like I have two amazing cultures in my blood. I can eat mofongo and mangu in one day if I chose to. And, you know, like, 
I get to travel to see my dad in Puerto Rico. I get to travel to see my mom in the Dominican Republic. So I can't complain. No, and, and, and I think what you say is so true. I mean, I think the other thing, too, is that people forget, you know, there's been, you know, we're cousins. You know, there's been an historical relationship with all the islands in the Caribbean, right? I mean, you know, Eugenio Mario the, the, the hostos was a great mm-hmm. person in DR, you know, was, you know, was, you know, from DR, right? So it's like, and, and vice versa, we, we've exchanged leaders, um, whether it's been in, in, in our islands or even in the United States, um, there's a huge relationship there. And so people kind of forget that, um, they'll always be naysayers and stuff like that. But I think it's, you know, it's, it's hard to grow up in, in that situation. So you were in New York, you got here to Florida. Dímelo, you know, how, you know, what made you choose, um, you know, what made you choose to run for office, right? To, to, to actually, you know, throw yourself, um, in this ring against, um, you know, against an incumbent, no less, um, because of your employer. Yo creo que fue la doña de la bichuela con dulce en St. Nicholas. That I should run for office. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, you know, I'm 28 years old. I'm, I'm not, uh, not the typical candidate. I decided to run because uh, a few years ago, uh, after graduating from school, I started my own business. And two years into the business, I suffered an injury that just shut me down. So I lost my home. I lost my business. I lost the ability of standing. And unfortunately, I had no health care because our system is sort of broken. So going through that experience and understanding how we can become so vulnerable so quick and easily um, made me question, how can I help? How can I make the system better? And I obviously, like everybody else, complain on Facebook. But the truth is, is that just complaining will not solve the problem. So I thought things through. Doing my master's, I started learning a little more about organization and how to improve the lives of many people at once by policy. And it was then that I said, well, what can you do, Gabby? Just run. And I met the right people at the right moment, at the right time. And voila. Magic happened. Here I am running for District 116. Debbie, you know, you've been very active at FIU too, as and, and if I recall right, um, you, know, you were also the president of the of the Puerto Rican Student Association there. You know, how, how you know what things have you learned, um, both in terms of your life and, and as well as as a student leader, that you think that you could apply, um, you know, to you, know, you could apply and bring to the state office. I think that there's one thing that I learned going to Tallahassee uh, this earlier this year, and it was that unfortunately the people, some of the people we're electing are not paying attention to us. They're not listening. They're not engaging with the public. And and when you have people who represent you that are not listening to you, then they're not representing you. So when I first started the Puerto Rican Student Association. I thought that there was a need to listen. Something inside of me told me you have to listen. And the truth was that most of these students were scared and concerned that they would not be able to continue their studies because the the in-state tuition waiver that was offered to them after Hurricane Maria was going to be cut out after the semester after I opened the organization. 
So I sat down, gave it up some thoughts, and decided to write a petition to the president of the university. And coincidentally, the day that I was going to go deliver it to his office, he was out walking in the university, and I approached him personally to ask him to please consider helping these students. There was more than 300 students that came to Florida International University after Hurricane Maria. So, so all these students would be stranded trying to figure out how to pay for their education. So with the help of, of the students themselves, we were able to gather. And on March 4th, there was a hearing, a budgetary hearing at FIU. And I told them all to please come to the meeting uh, so that the board of trustees would get to know them personally and put a face to the people that they're helping. And obviously, the board of trustees passed that petition unanimously. And all the students that came from Puerto Rico after Maria were able to get in-state tuition costs until the summer 2022. So that guarantees that they all graduate with in-state tuition assistance. And then wow. that, I mean, all that, great. Yeah, and, and I think it, it really goes to show, like, you know, what you can do um, when not only you listen to people, but then also take what the what the concerns are and actually do something about it, right? I agree. I agree. But and, and to me, it's just so sacred, so important to start listening. Like, I, I one time I heard on a documentary that life starts when you listen. But life starts when a lot of things happen. But listening is one of the biggest things that occurs to you, that it's new to you. And and when we listen, we, we learn so much from other people and, and there's answers to each and every problem we have when we're able to communicate effectively with one another. I think that that communication can unite us. We saw how Puerto Ricans were able to unite against the government in July that was not doing the right thing. And I think that as more and more things start to happen, we need to learn to communicate and listen so that we can all work together to be able to make change. You know, it's been a couple of months, you know, since you announced you know, your, your candidacy. You still have a little, obviously, the, the, the campaign um, continues beyond today and into next year. Um, what are some of the things that at least that you um, either learned or you or you um, or, or kind of your observations you've made so far about being on the campaign trail? Um, you know, at this early stage. Um, there's a lot of of work that needs to be done the first few months to organize our strategy and and build a message, uh, and and that all revolves around going out meeting the people, understanding the issues that are affecting them. So that, that takes time because it's like doing a market research. You, know, like you have to go in person and be able to communicate and learn about the situations that each and everyone is going through. Uh, also, the information to run, to actually apply to run, it, the, the system is very intricate. It... Uh, like it's not like, hey, you want to run? Here's the package. All right, run. So that was a process, you know, like just getting to know everybody else who's running. Like trying, we're all trying to build this platform to help each other so that we can be more effective. 
porque I, I think that a race is something that you make whatever you make out of it it's, it's going to be the outcome definitely definitely um one of the things I know that also, especially in that district, is that there is, um, you know, that there it's not just English speakers, right? It's Spanish speakers, a bunch of different things. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts about the the actual district, like you know what what you know who, you know. Tell us about the folks, especially for folks who are not from Florida, who are you know listening from other parts of the country. Now, how would you describe the district in, in terms of you know, who they are and 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 their needs? Right. So the district is uh, predominantly Cuban. Uh, we have a big majority of women in the district so um also has a lot of Nicaraguan, Salvadorian, Hondurans, Colombians, Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. So it's even though it's predominantly Cuban, it's very diverse in in terms of minority. And the fact that the majority are women, I think that as a woman I would love to connect with um with women in the district to to understand obviously like their concerns and and to understand the situation that they they live with also in district 116 we have FIU and Miami Dade uh so FIU is Florida International University where I currently attend and we also have the biggest uh public a community college in South Florida. So I think that our responsibility is to also bring some some conversations to the younger uh, generations so that we can start engaging them in the political processes that are occurring at a state level, at a federal level, and a municipal level. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm sorry, can you no, guys ahead, hear me? No, no, go ahead, Ian. Oh, uh, you know, you talk about, you know, having a conversation and listening and, and you being of two different cultures. Do you think that gives you a, a, a bigger open mind uh, about understanding, having that, that understanding the different cultures and different uh, areas of people? Do you think that helps you with the upbringing and everything like that, battling those two, you know, well, maybe not battling, but balancing those, those two cultures that have, you know, like you said earlier on in your conversation, that you realize that you can be yourself. Do you think that helps you with the younger youth as well as the diversity of your district to have those open conversations and, and listening and understanding what they might be going through? I, I think so, because I, I think that being multicultural gives you um Two perspectives, three perspectives, multiple perspectives, and when you when you are receptive to other cultures, then you you can improve what you what you know and your experiences and perspectives based on on others' experiences. Like for me, I I want to break those barriers of like I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Dominican, I'm this. No, you know, let let me take this hat off. I'm going to Tallahassee, and in Tallahassee, I represent everybody. And I know that my DNA is Dominican and Puerto Rican, but but when I go out there and I represent, I have to represent the diversity of the district. And also, when I was a chef, being having to learn from other cultures to to make food different, to 
gives people a different experience. That taught me that that we're all different, but we can all be so awesome together. Like when we just break those barriers and have conversations. And I think that to me, one of the things that I would like to do in my campaign is bring the food component because when we sit in La Mesa, we can have conversations when we're breaking bread. And and I said it in the campaign launch, in my in the table, everybody has a seat. I love the fact that you were a chef and you studied that. Um, do you do you think you became a chef because of the blending, um, the blending of culture for yourself, or what what triggered that? Because I see that even though politics and chefs are all things separate, I see that in everything that you talked about, it's always like a melting pot, like you're trying to bring things together. Um, so it, it kind of seems like for me, that's how you are. It's like bringing the ingredients together in the recipe, you know, like it, if you have one single vegetable, you're going to have a, a mono taste to it. It's, it's going to be one single taste. But when you bring tomate, aniso de plátano, aniso de yuca, cebolla, ajo, then you, you have diversity. And, and that's umami in the palate. And umami is, is what chefs see as like the perfect sound to taste. Yeah, so and it, yeah. that that's that's also our government. That's our diversity. That's our society. It's that when we all connect and work effectively, we build that umami in in terms of development and and structure. No, that ah. it's, not, it's not just even the food too. It's also like as a chef, like you can't cook a meal by yourself, right? The best meals no. aren't the ones that that happen by yourself, right? No, I it's always it requires a team of people and and you have to put a lot of love so you feel it and people feel it and and it makes things better and that's also part of what we need to bring to government i must say this is the first time that i can say that politics sounds very mouthwatering. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, see, wow, it's true, man. And I must say, as someone that has, I, I've always been intrigued with people, why people go into politics, but I also understand the importance of it. I love to see, you know, how it, it almost seems like it really is part of you regarding the people, you know what I mean? La gente, yeah. la, la gente, gente. And la gente. And I think we did lose a little bit of it in general, um, mm-hmm. that we forget that sometimes, like you mentioned, it's the people. We either have people in the past that have never listened to us or stuff like that. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why Elgin and I kind of, you know, said we want to do the, you know, the Que Lo Que podcast because we want to give a platform for our people to just be heard, to be listened. Um, and, you know, going back into that, like, what do you think? Because, you know, Dominicans, let, let's be frank, like, you live there. Dominicans like baseball and politics. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we are not known here. And I'm not just talking about Dominicans, but, you know, we are a Dominican show. But, you know, our people are not as politically involved. What do you think you could do? And I'm not just 
talking about the young people. Oh, what are you trying to do? What do you what do you want our people to do? What do you need them to do? So, you know, like tell me tell me more about that. Because we gotta get our people to not only listen, but then how do we turn that into action? The flip. What have you been thinking of? Well, I think that we we can we can all see that that we can do better. Everybody, everybody deep down knows that we can always do better. And and getting up and voting is is one of the most important things because it's unfortunately the only way that we can voice out our consent. And, and there's people in a lot of countries in the world that unfortunately do not have the opportunity to be able to have a voice. Y el que no la use que por lo menos la use cantando en el baño, pero come on guys, let's go out. <laughs> Salga a votar. So, si hay que poner una canción de Quinito o algo en los polls, like, we gotta do it. You know, we gotta get up and vote. Los, el gobierno, las cosas no van a cambiar uno quejándose sentado en el sofá. Ay, es igual, toditos son iguales. Bueno, si todos son iguales, parece y vote para que usted cambie la cosa que está ahí. No, es verdad, es verdad. Sí, y esa energía también que nosotros nos traemos a, a, a esta campaña. So, I mean, I think that's, that's, you know, the energy que, que nosotros tenemos para nuestra campaña en, en la República y tenemos que traerlo aquí también a, a, a claro. este país. Claro, yo, yo fui a una fiesta de un político aquí y eso era un par y un vacilón, un vacilón. Ahí, ni siquiera se apareció por ninguna parte el candidato, pero ahí estaban todos los artistas cantando. Entonces, yo entiendo que aquí lo, las cosas no son así, no hay, no hay fiesta de merengue, no hay música en vivo, comida gratis. Pero eso no es eso, es que ustedes tienen que ayudarnos a nosotros también a poder tener una voz más fuerte. Y eso no requiere mil dólares ni cincuenta dólares, eso es lo que usted necesita es... Si usted tiene Facebook, si usted tiene cualquier red social, métase ahí, busque Gaby 2020 y comparte esa información con su gente. Y así como yo, que hay muchos otros candidatos dominicanos, va a llegar a lo mismo. Porque nosotros lo que necesitamos es tener gente que nos escuche. Y nosotros todos hablamos el mismo idioma. No, es verdad, es verdad. En, en realidad, aunque nosotros hablamos diferentes idiomas, la necesidad de nosotros son los mismos. Cada, cada persona necesita comida, necesita este, este, Claro, claro, porque nosotros podemos venir de cualquier parte del mundo, pero al final llegamos aquí y vivimos en las mismas situaciones que todos los demás. Eh, porque aunque uno tenga y el otro no tenga, eso afecta la forma de que el sistema se, se mueve y funciona. Mira, Gaby, ¿cuál ha sido la reacción de la familia tuya? ¿Cuál ha sido tu familia de la que tú Porque mira, en un momento tú eras chef y ahora quieres ser político. Mira, lo que pasa es que cuando yo era joven, cuando yo era 16, me metí en el Model United Nations Program uh -huh. en la escuela. So I used to do a lot of, uh, I used to pretend to be an ambassador and a diplomat, and I would represent countries and their best interests. And yo, yo creo que everybody knew that that was going to be what I was going to get into. 
And even when I went to New York, I, I went to school to study poli-sci and international studies. Uh, I, I had a chance to work with Grupo Dominicano, with the mission of the Dominican Republic to the United Nations in El Verano, y una organización sin fines de lucro. So I always had that passion to serve. Um, lo que pasa fue que cuando llegué a Miami, aquí es otro territorio, vamos a hablar claro. Mm -hmm. uh, aquí, a los 20 años, tú aquí tienes que pues sentarte y analizar el panorama, porque es muy diferente. Entonces yo, viendo que el turismo era tan grande en Miami, dije, ah, bueno, déjame estudiar hotelería y turismo, porque es la economía que mueve esta ciudad. Y, and I enjoyed tourism, I enjoyed the world, I enjoyed traveling, I enjoyed being cultural with other cultures, because that's development. La tolerancia, that builds tolerance, that makes, makes you more aware of your surroundings, and it allows you to think differently. Like, a veces nosotros solamente queremos pensar, ah, no, porque soy yo, yo, yo. No, no, espérate, que esa persona puede pensar diferente, hasta por su idioma. Porque la sí. forma que uno habla también representa cómo uno ve el, el, el espacio y el tiempo alrededor de uno. So, like, just, just being aware and coming here, but realizing that this was a melting pot too of different people. This man, let me study hospitality and, and see where that takes me. Y pues la comida siempre ha estado en mi sangre también. A los 17 yo creé un blog que se llama Baking Politics. Sí, yo sabía. Mira, búscalo, 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 gente. <risa> pero yo, yo no sé si todavía está, yo, yo lo dejé por ahí, eh, pero, pero nada, yo sabía, lo que pasa es que a veces uno sigue su pasión y la vida le enseña cuál es su vocación, y yo creo que mi vocación es el servicio a, a, la, a la gente, yo creo que necesitamos líderes que sean empatéticos y que escuchen, y, y la empatía se se ocurre dentro de uno cuando uno sufre y uno aprende lo que es el sufrimiento y, y yo creo que todos todos nosotros en algún momento de nuestra vida hemos sufrido así que con empatía no. we all need mm -hmm. to just move forward and, and work to be better together mm -hmm. no I, I agree I agree but you know I, I must say Albert I think it's getting a little a little I don't know. I'm, más heavy, I'm está heavy. Las cosas son heavy, heavy, vamos. Está heavy. Claro, me estás hablando de cosas tan... Que no sé, está, yo no puedo respirar aquí. No, no, no. Mira, es, es que mira, nosotros entendemos que, que, que la cosa está fuerte, pero también conocemos, we know, that what our no. audience really, really wants to listen to, the most important part of this program, right? Es que nosotros sirvimos mangú, pero tú sabes, el mangú no hay nada... The mango is nothing. Lo que okay. So this is our rapid fire section uh, of the program, Gabby, where we get to ask you the really important questions that la gente quiere saber. Are, are, you, are you ready? I'm ready. Now, All right. One thing. Okay, are you ready, Gabby? I'm ready. Okay. Número uno, el primer golpe. Maduro o Totone? Totone. 
Ok, segundo, segundo, salsa o merengue. No, bachata o merengue. Ay, ay, le hicieron un poco más complicado. Eh, <risa> vamos con bachata. Y el tercero, después de Tapas, es el Maduro, Morisoñando o Conchiclu. Morisoñando. Ah, mira, fíjate, el segundo político que lo digo Morisoñando, fíjate, vamos a decir que está trend. Everyone always loves to hear and loves to hear it well. I have to say, this has been really, really, really enjoyable. I think the way you, you, um, you know, bring um, a certain, a, a real, a realness to, to this space. Mira, hay mucha gente que está sufriendo aquí. Gente que mm -hmm. a veces sufre en silencio, right? Mm -hmm. Porque right. la gente piensa que, mira, yo me estoy fajando, you know, I'm working two or three jobs, I'm trying to do these things here, pero la gente está sufriendo y está fajando. And so they need us to really listen. And I love the way that you, um, you're bringing that out in terms of as a message, right? Like, That, that mm -hmm. this, you know, our government needs to not just serve people, but to serve people with empathy. I mean, that, that, that's a really, really important, important point. You know, what, what's the one thing you want, you know, as folks consider both, you know, getting involved in your campaign, um, as they consider listening to you, what's the most important thing you want voters to kind of either come away with or to know um, about you? Eh, no, que, que estoy aquí a las órdenes para servirle a, a todos. Yo creo que together we're better. Y if you have some time, go on Gabby, G-A-B-Y-2020.com. Take a look at the website. And once you're there, there's a tiny, tiny little button on the right corner that says donate. Yo creo que a veces a nosotros se nos olvida que las personas requieren ayuda para poder ganar. Lamentablemente vivimos en una sociedad donde se necesita mucho dinero para poder hacer un cambio. Y, y mi papá, que es gallero, siempre decía que hay que apostarle el dinero al gallo que es bueno. Y si creen que soy buena, pues hagan sus apuestas y espero poder servirle a todo el mundo y, y vamos a ver lo que el futuro nos tiene por delante para seguir trabajando. Eso es sí. ¿Tienes las últimas preguntas antes de terminar el show? No, la única cosa que puedo decir es que esta es la primera vez que puedo honestamente decir que realmente tuve algunos mangos de mi alma porque hablamos de algunos productos, hablamos de algunos políticos And we talked about, you know, the ingredients that we need in life. And, you know, I want to thank you, Gabby, because, you know, every, every good plate of food does have love, does have a lot of things in it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, even even when we talk about mango, um, so I want to thank you and, and good luck to you. Y muchas gracias por nosotros. Um, I'm very proud. Um, 
to see another Dominican running, another woman running. Um, and no matter what the outcome, just know that, you know, you do have people that support you in different ways. And I thank you that you took a step up. Thank you. You know, because uh, we all need to do that because sometimes you know, we, 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 we talk about the change, but we, you're actually putting into action. So, muchas gracias. Orgullosa. You know, so um, that's it, LB, you know. We're just yeah, here. It's it. Thank you. Know, thank you, Venus, for being on the program. Thank you, Gabby. Look, it was a pleasure meeting you. And, and we definitely know we want to, we definitely want to catch up with you on the campaign trail um, as the next year goes on. Um, and we want to thank our listeners. Thank you for, again for tuning in to Que Lo Que. As we always say here, as long as there's Bonfiche to tell and Dominicans doing stuff, Que Lo Que will always be there. Thanks a lot, everybody.